Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bad Etiquette Podcast. I'm your host, Dallas Bronson. I'm joined by a cute dog, Sheila, and my good friend, Jake. How do you say your last name? Halber. Halber? So, yeah. Halber? It's almost like an O. Jake Halber. Halber. Is Jake short for something? Jacob. That's a short name already. Why why Jake? Because that's just what everybody's called me. And how do you spell Jacob? J-A-C-O-B. So why is it J-A-K-E? J-A-C-E would be Jace. Jace. That'd be awful. You're right. Which, I guess I guess I didn't think that one through. Character from Dragon Ball Z. Jace, is it? Jace. The, the Australian dude from the Ginyu Force. Is it? I don't know. I gotta look it up now. <laughs> fuck. I wanna know. I love the Ginyu this Force. This is already off to a great start. It is. We're dude. already nerding out. Oh, fucking love nerding out. <laughs> um, I didn't watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z after the Majin Buu stuff. Oh. Or I missed the whole Cell saga. Okay. I was I've I, seen everything. I, I saw twice. I saw the Frieza times. stuff and the Majin Buu stuff, but the Cell and Android stuff, I'm the most ignorant about, which is like the center of like why people love Dragon Ball Z so much, too. Yeah. So, let's see. James. It's all cheesy and Oh, of course. Okay. over the top and it's, it's a, like a it's soap a, opera. It's a cartoon. It's it, a Japanese it's a <laughs> Japanese cartoon soap opera <sighs> where oh, a 10-minute fight takes 10 episodes it does it's so annoying yeah it is such a fucking soap so what is what i found that's really awesome a few people know about it that i've talked to is the dragon ball z abridged on youtube oh yeah it's fucking amazing just it's hilarious so oh the fights are better everything's better so they just cut out all the bullshit they put in their own uh Dialogue. dialogue yeah and they're fucking clever as shit. It's funny. Yeah, it's is great. That, is that where they just have like fucked up o- overdubs of people saying funny shit too? Yeah, but I feel like they try really hard to like make it seamless. M- make it seamless and like it's like so sorry. It follows the storyline really well. It's like a better ver at this point. So when it the first episodes of it started out kind of silly, okay. and them just kind of seems like they were just kind of making fun of it mm. for the most part. Um, but you could tell the real fans of it. Okay. And then, but that is it gone as it's gone further and further, it's gotten better and better and better. And I feel like it's just a better version of Dragon Ball Z in general. That's it's, isn't, that's it's crazy. more for, I don't know, older people, I mm-hmm. guess the people, people who were kids when it was coming out and watching it, it's for them. I'm I'm fine. It's on uh, fucking YouTube. Oh, Team yeah. Four Star. Right yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. That's their, their that is, that's pretty cool because it looks like they have episode one, and then it's going all the way through it. Yeah. Um, fucking. <laughs> They're so funny. So so they essentially just made a fucking like what we and they have all see. the movies too. Oh really? They've done all the well like the Broly. Shit yeah. And, okay. God, I'm gonna fucking. There's not there's too too many shows out there. I can't get to everything. I yeah. can't watch everything. I want to I want to watch everything. I want to catch up on everything and I want to like be invested in everything. It's I can't. I can't finish there's, the Sopranos. So many, I can't start the wire. I can't fucking I've never seen well, I've seen 
a but little you bit know of those what shows. They are, but yeah. you know what they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then now there's new Sons shows Sons of Anarchy. Up. All these shows that everybody's <sighs> like, not won't stop talking about. And I haven't seen 99% of it. Do you have like... And I just can't get myself <laughs> to watch these TV shows because I have a life, I guess. <laughs> Oh, you have a life? That's nice. See, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, spend, I have a lot of downtime. What a j- joke is that? <laughs> kind of... Uh, what what shows do you watch with your fucking busy life you have now? I I find myself really only watching like Netflix when I get home and I cook dinner mm-hmm. and then I sit down and I'll watch a show and then I usually just end up watching Meat Eater on Netflix. Nice, because Steven Rinella is a Dude, badass. I and I think watching that show is gonna make me like learn how to cook. It's great. <laughs> it's gonna so I love cooking. I've been cooking most of my life because my parents my parents were really good cooks and then I always enjoyed their food and then I wanted to be in the kitchen involved with it which is great I think I think that's a really important thing yeah I ate everything as a kid I wasn't picky oh okay I was my parents well even before but especially after my parents started letting me get involved in it I was like I want to eat this I want to eat all of this food your parents still together? No. Okay. But yeah. they, were they they were together you growing up? Most of most yeah, your... till I was 19. Oh, damn. So, so you had your Yeah, they stuck it out. Them. That's cool. They they did stick it out for us. Good. Good for them. I so. think uh it's a really difficult choice and I respect people who decide not to do it, mm-hmm. but also that's really fucking cool for someone to, you know. Yeah. I was just thinking recently, I was like combing my hair, looking in the mirror having some sort of fucking deep inward thought, and I was like <laughs> my parents will never get back together. And that is oh, the no. saddest thing. I've had about like my really life. strange dreams about my parents getting back together, and I was like, "This isn't right." Like so they have their own. What lives is, now. Why are they doing this? So like, is, what's the motivation here? Mm, it was weird. But they have their own lives now, and they're like, oh yeah, have their own. Okay. Well, I work with my dad full time. I see him like every single day. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that. So, well, uh, you have a good relationship. Yeah. Then oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We have yeah, we have a really good relationship. Like we can talk shit to each other, mm-hmm. yell at each other, and then five seconds later, nothing's happened. So, so yeah, it, like it's a good because we you know good dynamic. we work full time together. You're kind of um, getting at each other. Three three days out of the week, out of you know Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. um, we're in the same truck going to jobs together. That's um, cool. and then the other half the time. I'm going out on my own. You know, we're, we mm-hmm. split up. And Do you miss him when you're on your own? Where you're like, oh, man, nah. I wish dad was here. I like my alone time. <laughs> alone time. That's cool. <laughs> That's something I've learned to appreciate the See, last few years is well, my solitude. Yeah, I agree. I uh, Being in a relationship, I really appreciate my alone time. Yeah. Because uh, before things were too serious, I had a lot of alone time. And then things got serious. And then there was some, like, tension in a relationship, mm-hmm. I think. And now we both kind of know how to leave each other alone. And I think it like personal downtime is really fucking important. Oh, yeah. Because you don't get sick of each other that way. Well, you don't get sick of each other. You don't also, get on each other's nerves. I grew up like uh, not a lonely kid, but I spent a lot of time alone. I was lonely. Let's not split hairs here. I had a lonely childhood. <laughs> Anyways, my dad was my best friend because kids weren't, you know, I, I didn't have best friends growing up. Hmm. <laughs> but I, I had uh, I, I could other, other than I could relate the, to that. The Pomo boys, I did of have course. yeah I did have friends like neighborhood friends that I mm-hmm. saw like every day, but I definitely spent a lot of my childhood with my dad in the garage 
just doing whatever. That's so I went cool. to work with him. Like before I was in school, like before mm-hmm. kindergarten, yeah. he used to take me to work with him a lot. And what um, does he do? So... Is he a carpenter, contractor? Welder. Okay. Um, my, my dad's a, a contractor, so I... Yeah, would similar. all be at job sites with yeah. him, you know, doing the same kind of thing. And yeah. kind of, I wish I had that, uh, like my dad going to work, going to work with my dad currently, or like doing what he did, kind of. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a big disconnect in the kind of masculinity he has and the kind of fucking femininity I have. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, I feel like such a bitch compared to him. He still, I, dude, he still has a fucking six pack. Damn, like just from working hard damn does not it never been to the gym in his life like as an adult since i was born never seen him lift a single weight he's literally just a fucking beast yeah yeah can't my dad always had like a little beer belly good for him um (laughs) ever since he was like 24 25 i guess Uh he had a beer belly he was like a beach bum Mm. um sounds like a peaceful existence yeah but But he's was always he, he always seemed like the strongest person I knew when I was a little kid. Maybe that every, every dad, kid yeah, I feel like thinks that's, that yeah. about their dad. But also my there dad. was like nothing he couldn't do in my head. My dad can hit pretty hard too. So, Oh yeah, so can mine. Yeah. I can hit harder than him now, but I think I'm definitely I, a lot stronger than my dad now physically. Well, I think we're probably both bigger than our dads now too. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm quite a bit taller than him and he's he's kind of he's a light guy he's like 135 140 oh wow at the most he said the most he's ever weighed is 150 shit like that was like me (laughs) in 10th grade okay fuck you i was like dad that was me in fifth grade you are you fucking kidding me dude i was a skinny dude i was real skinny until like i was like 21 or 22 and then because i just had like I, I thought I was going to be a cook after high school. Like, okay. I didn't realize that cooks didn't make shit. They just like did it because they love it, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize that most of them struggle <laughs> to live on a daily basis. Oh, Jesus. Have you ever read Kitchen Confidential? No. Oh. I've uh, heard of it. So this is, uh, this is basically what, um, gave Anthony Bourdain his, uh, oh, celebrity yeah, yeah, is yeah, writing yeah. his book. And it's about chefs and cooks and has all of what they go through and the drug addiction and different kind of like oh, yeah. uh, variabilities as far as um, being a serious chef and going into uh, culinary schools and why some of that's bullshit. And oh, yeah, it, it, it really is. It's um, it's I learned a lot. Yeah, um, I'm sure I'm sure you could just relate to a lot of that after stuff. high school. I did that for about four or five years working in different kitchens and grocery store delis mm-hmm. and um but yeah i worked with people like even at the grocery store delis like mm-hmm. i worked with people who went to culinary school after high school and they're like it's worthless yeah like your you, your experience at, in a job is worth more you so. have to be like a top performing or like amazing chef or cook in some variety to yeah. really have those culinary schools count i've yeah. learned at oh least, yeah at least reading the book i mean i could be you know that can be some abridged information i tell you mm-hmm. what it kind of depends where you go with it what like, um so you wanted to be a cook or you thought you were going to be like a chef i wanted to be a cook okay until i realized well it was, it's a lot of fucking work like <laughs> doesn't that suck when you're, you're like i just want to do something 10 hours a so day much. six days a week yeah. some places 
and you make minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. And it's it adds like, up, but it's still minimum. Yeah, wage. you get a big paycheck at the end of every month or pay period, whatever. But it's because you worked fucking sixty but hours. You, worked, you didn't have a social life, not at all. <laughs> or like the social life you did have was like getting hammered with your coworkers. Exa- yeah, which, whether oh, you man. like it or not. Oh, so you have read the book? <laughs> Got it. I mean, I kind of lived it a little a, bit. Yeah, to essentially, some small extent. Not definitely no Anthony Bourdain. Um, <laughs> if you died, I'd get a your initials tattooed on my chest too. Nice, I got that to look forward to. Yeah, don't please don't. <laughs> just kidding. Oh my god, I know I'm, I'm, I can't lose any more people. Um, I can. What it was I happen, saying? We were if, going. Uh, oh, so I, but I didn't. Okay, so I was skinny mm-hmm. until I started. I quit doing well. I quit being a cook. And I got a job at McClintock's as a busboy. Okay. And I made more money doing that. Worked <laughs> half the hours. Made more money as a busser making tips than I did as a cook. But then I started working at the welding shop that my when I as I when I was growing up as a little kid, my dad was the supervisor. The super or um yeah, supervisor of this welding shop made wine barrel racks. Cool. And uh he hadn't worked there in a long time, but I but we have a personal relationship with the owners and so i started working there and uh how do you stacking get... wine barrel racks oh okay and they're like 70 pounds each nice and we'd stack them like 10 high on these like they're like jesus it'd end up being like a eight to ten foot high stack that's so gnarly. lifting those by hand holding them over your head mm-hmm. like i grew my shoulders like yeah immensely oh, fuck, within bet, dude. a couple of months and uh, I was eat eating, like, five meals a day because I was getting such a gnarly workout. That was, like, yeah, the biggest workout of my life. I bet, dude. That sounds gnarly but every it wasn't, day. It didn't. it wasn't hard. It wasn't difficult, it, but it was just, it like... It was, like, throughout the day. It wasn't like I was, like... Doing it all moving, fucking day. Moving 200 of them yeah. within five minutes. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was taking a wine barrel rack and cleaning it up, painting it, stacking it doing that over and over and over so that's probably even better because you have like a prolonged like really like drilled in type of um uh work you're doing so it's like yeah see that's i associate it's like a production line basically Mm -hmm. like there's the welders welding them together and then there's the guys in the punch press room and i was doing that a lot too i almost took my finger off in one of the punch presses actually um that's a a, kind of a funny story the fucking um punch press so it's got a foot pedal yeah okay and there's supposed to be like a protective screen around it so you can't mm-hmm. put your hands in there you're supposed to every time you put a, a piece in to get punched you're supposed to put it in with a pair of pliers okay and you're supposed to have, well i was wearing gloves um mostly wore gloves to keep your hands cleaner because mm-hmm. there's just so much metal uh dust in the air and it gets you breathe it in and you it gets oh, on your shit. clothes and it gets on your hands that. and it like gets in your skin so you wash your hands and it your hands still look dirty which i always thought looked cool because my dad's hands were always like that but it's not cool when you're it's i mean your hands hands are clean but they're stained like dark brownish black in like you know in the little Mm -hmm. looks like you don't have crevices in your skin and yeah (laughs) and your digits and stuff and uh anyways oh so yeah i was punching parts and uh didn't have the protective screens on them actually the machines we're using had been illegal for over 20 years they're nice those machines specifically (laughs) have been illegal for a long time and uh they 
yeah, a lot of shit there was illegal. It still is. And um, I won't say the company name in case somebody, somebody hears this. That's pretty good. Um, <laughs> That's a good choice. I already gave a lot of information. They make wine bro racks. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, repeat it. That'll help. <laughs> and uh, anyways, so I'm punching parts and I'm like, I'm like in the groove, like putting a part in, punching it, pulling it out with my other hand, throwing it in the basket just over and over and over, like doing like 10 parts every five seconds pretty much. And uh, so one of the times that I threw a part in, I pressed the foot pedal down just a split second too soon. And the piece caught my finger and it smashed my finger between the bit and the piece of metal because it punched down and it curved it 45 degrees. Or 90 90 degrees. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So, and I have this rubber glove on. Um, We use rubber gloves because you could grip the material better than with leather gloves. And we're not welding, so I don't need leather gloves. Okay. Um, So I'm looking at my hand, and I'm in shock. And I don't know if my finger, I don't know (laughs) if I take my glove off, if my finger is going to come off in it or not. But I'm staring at my hand for a second. And I don't see blood coming out of the glove because the top half of it was like cloth and the bottom half of it is rubber grip. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I pull my glove off and I'm, my hand looks totally normal, but I can't feel my finger. Oh. And I'm totally in shock, And but I know it. It was weird. It was a weird state of mind. Oh my and uh, God. so I'm like, well, my finger's probably broken. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what, you know, I have a hundred thoughts racing through my head. Well, I had the same couple of thoughts racing through my head over and over and over, and I can't, you know, organize them. And uh, so I got a little panicky, and I stood up, and then I started to feel sick to my stomach, like I was going to throw up. Oh, God. Oh, God. And the bathroom was all the way across the shop, so I started to run to the bathroom, and then I got dizzy. And I, oh my god! So I tripped myself, I guess. I don't know. I fell and hit my face on the corner of this toolbox. Oh fuck, dude! And uh, cut my cheek a little bit, but it knocked me out. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and I fell on the ground, and then I woke up a couple seconds later. Mm-hmm. Like came to, I don't know. My eyes were probably open the whole time. Yeah. Um, to this guy uh, named Paul that I worked with looking down at me and I can't really remember what he said but he was like oh my yo what what the fuck what'd you do like what happened and I'm like I looked up at him and I couldn't remember what happened for like oh my 10 whole seconds or something I'm like yeah I don't know like why am I laying here like what the fuck and then I get up and it, it kind of comes back mm-hmm. took a few seconds yeah but I was like oh shit like look at my hand and my fingers swelling up and oh. Shit. But I could move it, uh-huh. and it didn't really hurt that bad. Um, oh, I couldn't feel it. I had pinched a nerve in my finger. Oh, ouch. Um, yeah. Fuck. So I was fine. It didn't break my finger. I went and got an x-ray. Got a couple days off. Nice. Um, my hand did get sore after. For like a couple weeks, my finger was sore. Well, so... Past the fur, past the two knuckles, I mm-hmm. couldn't feel my finger for a year. When did you start start noticing you had feeling in it again? Um, 
took took close to a year. So to, were, for, you, were like, you like doing something? Like the like, feeling or? came from like the beginning of my finger to the tip of my finger. It slowly came back. Oh, okay. Until like the like the tip of my finger was numb for a, a while. Huh. It was weird. Weird. That is weird. Uh, you yeah, know what? I've Actually, never had anything like that happen before. I had uh, this. Or since. Was it the at Powell when I was making skateboards? Oh, yeah. I um, left one of the metal scrapers, like a paint scraper, um, in my back pocket. And we always had them on us because we were making the flight decks, which are made out of resin. And we always had to huh. chunk a bunch of resin off. So we always had these super sharp paint chippers with, with us. And I had it in my pocket and I was going to lunch. And I went to go sit down and I put my hand down like this. And I sat and the fucking sharp blade went right into that. And I like... And I was like, oh, fuck. And I, like, looked at it, and I saw that it was, like, pale white, and, like, the skin was broken open. And I was like, oh, the blood's going to come. So I was like, oh, fuck. Um, I, like, stood up and panicked, and I was like, I'm going to faint. I fucking know it because I'm a bitch about, like, blood. I don't know why. <laughs> I can watch MMA. You know, I can watch gory movies. I yeah. can, you know, I can watch people get bloodied, like, that way. But, like, in real life blood mm-hmm. fucks me up for some reason, dude. And I hurt myself, and I was like... Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. So I had to like panic and, and I fucking like went down the hallway to the uh, fucking factory room we were in, the workshop. And then I was like, oh shit, I had to like tell my uh, supervisor or whatever and fucking sit there and I had to hold my thumb. And I knew I was going to faint. So I sat down and I was just like sitting there, like putting, like holding something on it so it didn't bleed. Um, Cause that's when I, that's what I went to the workshop for. I went to like go grab the fucking paper towels or something that yeah. I by the hand wash station and I put it put on some there. pressure on it yeah oh my god I'm gonna faint talking about it <laughs> <laughs> fuck dude it fucks me up I don't know why even people talking about things like that will fuck me up when yeah you, you're when stressed you're talk- right now when Shit. you're talking about the fucking finger I was getting a little woozy because oh, yeah. you were saying you were feel- feeling sick and dizzy and then you knocked yourself out I was like oh thank god saved my story or like saved <laughs> me from uh, falling I mean your story uh, uh, and I uh, had to sit there well the supervisor um my friend chris and some other fucking lady like watched me faint in real time like eyes wide open and i had like watched myself do it like out of body experience like sitting there go like dark yeah just like just like all the you just black out yeah just black out and i like i like watch everything like go no longer like real it's so weird, but I kept my eyes open because I knew I was going to faint. There's no way around it. And it was the most like calm and peaceful I'd ever been. And I just like shut off. Gnarly. So weird. And I just went pale white as a ghost. And uh, I couldn't feel um, my palm for like uh, the next like almost a year after that. Like I couldn't like. Probably did some nerve damage. Yeah. But like you actually. cut deep. Well, I, I did. I got like five stitches right there. In the yeah. Knuckle. Um, actually doing this now, I still. Yeah. Like my palm, I still can't feel a whole lot there. Like this, hmm. I can feel on this hand. This, not so much. I just noticed that. So numbness, <laughs> same. Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Did you get into welding from that job? How'd you get into w- welding from then? My dad taught me to weld when I was real little. Oh, like Lucky bastard. Five or six. My There's pictures of me somewhere, probably in storage, um, of me like little mm-hmm. as kid in my dad's welding leathers <laughs> in the oh. welding helmet oh, fuck. and like his full size gloves on my little ass hands <laughs> and me just looking like a mad scientist. It was great. That's crazy. Um, but yeah. He was showing me how to do all that. Bird of the din. To yeah. And he was, welding. you know, he wasn't like 
fully teaching me, but he, yeah. I was there and I wanted to know what he was doing, and he's just entertaining me. Okay. And uh, would, you know, give me a helmet and like mm. spark it mm. on on a piece of metal. Well, that's still that's giving someone a lot. I think about yeah. um, my dad built stuff my whole life. Always was good with building like wood, and uh, you know he built all kinds of houses, like those like nice houses next to McClintock's and stuff on but in Pismo. Like he oh, built yeah, yeah. a bunch of those. Like been a carpenter my whole life. I don't know how to do fucking anything with any sort of like building. Uh, you could probably figure it out pretty quick. I could. I was recently, uh, like this past year, camping with him. Or like, I wasn't camping with him. I visited his little campsite or whatever. And we were cooking burgers mm. or steak on the grill. And I didn't know how to chop firewood. And he like realized that he like fucked up and never taught me those type of things. Because my parents had separated twice when I was growing up. Oh, wow. And... um there was a whole lot of like things I missed out on and it was this big moment between us, which is kind of funny because it's just like, oh, just chopping firewood. Like a lot of people don't know how to fucking do that. And he kind of like looked at me and apologized and it's like weird little sensitive moment. He's like, I'm sorry. I should have, this is, I should have been teaching you these kind of things. Yeah. Cause I wow. was like, I, and I was like, fuck dude, I think I'm so like manly sometimes. And I have like, I feel like I'm so much more masculine than a lot of my friends. And then I'm like, <laughs> go get around my dad and I'm like, I'm such a bitch. <laughs> such a fucking fruitcake compared and he's a super sweet guy like by no means is he have some sort of like toxic like like they say like a toxic masculinity he's not calling people pussies and yeah shit like that like he's just a very yeah, neither fucking was, my dad was never like that yeah i think because they're real men they like yeah. th- that kind of shit they're not concerned yeah it doesn't bother them yeah they don't think about anything that you know they, they're not comparing isn't important themselves to, them. to other yeah people yeah, yeah exactly exactly they're, they're, so it fucking uh, he just has like that built-in just old school manhood yeah like i don't have and i'm like fuck i really want that i need that and he left my mom they split up when i was like 14 hmm. so I, I went in my whole high school like without a dad around so like these really like pivotal momentum uh um developmental years mm-hmm. fucking did not didn't learn how to chop firewood jake <laughs> damn <laughs> i don't we'd, know how to weld we'd go camping like once a month like i haven't been camping camping since since before. i was a baby like they took me Jesus. as an infant camping i bet your and family, like your family sounds great as soon as i was uh, able to hold any you know an axe yeah. I, I wanted to do what my dad was doing. So, oh. of course, like, he had no choice but to teach me, whether he liked it or not, whether my mom, you know, was freaking out that I'm grabbing the axe or not, mm-hmm. <laughs> which happened a lot. Fuck. Did you, uh, were you the youngest or what? I'm the middle. <clears throat> so, my my mom was married before she met my dad and had my older sister, and so she's just under 10 years older than me. Um. Okay. So, and then my parents met, had me, got married a little less than a year after that, and then um, had my, oh, so that's another thing you probably don't know about me, my my little brother um, in 1993, January, so they got married um, on Valentine's Day, 1992. Mm-hmm. I was born May 30th, 1991. Uh, but so my little brother 
is transitioning in the, to be female. Okay. I don't know if I ever Male told you that. Male female? Huh. Yeah. Never, never knew that. Um, and she's, she's interesting. She doesn't believe in third genders. Like the the option to be yeah, like uh, she d- she doesn't know, that she doesn't call herself a transvestite I guess she doesn't mm-hmm. believe in that third gender she believes in male and female mm-hmm. so she believes that she's female okay well I think which if you I agree with grew, her yeah if you grew she's, up thinking you're she's my else. expert on it uh huh so that's, that's my very, best frame of reference it's my best there you, you know my best source of information on that because mm-hmm. I'm Except for her, I have no experience with it, obviously. Okay, yeah. It, it's, it's, so. it's Well, there's not a lot of people that are trans out there, and when you no. do see them, it's usually like in a rare moment, and you don't have the time to... I've been very fortunate enough to have trans friends and also have a friend who's trans on the podcast and talk to them at length about it. Yeah. So it, you get like a, a lot of that information. One. That's okay. I, I'm not... I, I, I don't quiz people like, hey, yeah. were you here for the... the <laughs> My, my friend, my I friend who was in a band. I haven't heard all about, of them. Yeah, I've listened to a few of them. That's okay. No, Quite, I, yeah, I, the people who listen to all of them are probably just waiting till they're on. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they're doing. Like, do they talk about me? Yeah, I didn't know how I felt about being on here. I kind of am not. I'm not real comfortable with the idea of being the center of attention. Well, see, listen, it's fine though. I'm here. I'm fine. I Everything's think, I think going great. The center of attention. <laughs> kind of like ruined my idea and like my quality of my podcasts because I was making it, I was like giving people like profiles mm-hmm. on, and, and it was like, that, that's cool. I'm here to tell you and who I, like, I want e- you to think I am. Oh, exactly. And yeah. it was just like, I, I, there was never anything like really like bad that came out of that, but I noticed that the, the most, like the warmest responses I've gotten have been from episodes that were like very casual. Mm-hmm. And just like I just want my friend to come over and talk, yeah, hang out and bullshit, yeah, yeah. And like literally, that's that's what I'm trying to get back to. Because the first few episodes I had with some friends, it was like we we're just hanging out, talking shit about skateboarding and what we thought about like who is in the UFC or whatever, and just like just whatever piqued our interest at that time. Mm-hmm. So I even now talking, I'm realizing like I still kind of like started interviewing you, <laughs> kind of with the fucking talking about asking about the welding, yeah, and, like your family. I think it, it's cool we, to get to know someone. Yeah, we haven't and here had a whole lot of time to get yeah. to know each other. Yeah, but I but I have a strong bond with you. Yeah, and I don't know why. It's kind of strange. It is strange. Like we've barely hung out, but, but yeah, we've only hung feel out like with I've our known other you friends. forever. Exactly. But then I realized that I don't really know a whole lot about you. I don't really. I know that that's the the scariest part is inviting people over and realizing they're gonna find out things about me and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna piece their internal puzzle together about me yeah and i'm afraid that they're gonna look at me differently than how they used to look at me in a more like well that's inevitable but well, well, i know inevitable yeah, yeah. i mean <sighs> i'm gonna i'm not gonna see you the same way after this but i'm yeah it's not like my vision of you is tainted <clears throat> okay good yeah taint taint <laughs> um that's <laughs> <laughs> I do it. I do a good Beavis and Butthead, but I can't. I can't do it when I know people are like listening because I'm just like too embarrassed or ashamed. That's one of those things. I get like nervous. Yeah, I can't do that shit. It probably makes it better. It probably makes it better, but I don't know. It fucks me up. I love Beavis <laughs> and Butthead. Oh, oh man, I I so I missed out on a lot of those cartoons 
as a kid because my mom was very protective. We were, ve- my mom was very Christian. Okay, which is cool. I, um, I didn't know how I felt about religion the past few years of my life until I started listening to like, you know, uh, um, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, it took me a second to remember his name. God damn it. <laughs> um, but then he, he's got. I mostly just listen to clips from him from YouTube. Yeah. But he's got a clip of him talking about the importance of religion and, you know, mm-hmm. teaches you right from wrong. There you go. Yeah. You got that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> 12 rules for life. Yeah. Uh, you know. I've listened to just about everything I've found online do, of do his. You, do you like audiobooks? Have you ever listened to an audiobook? No. Um, if you're ever interested, I can send you this book, audiobook. That's how I listened. Uh, that's how okay. I read it the first yeah. time. And then I just bought a physical copy for, uh, like, reference. Like, physical reference. I can go and, like, highlight stuff if I want to kind of thing. Nice. But um, he is at exact, actually one of the people who opened my eyes to kind of being more accepting of the idea of religion in, like, yeah. a community aspect. And, and how, like, it strengthens people's uh, lives and communities and families. And it's a great... Um, kind of template for people to follow Mm -hmm. and i realized like oh shit like i I was just an edgy little atheist asshole type you know fucker that was just like super (laughs) anti-establishment you know yeah would would just like scoff at this type of shit yeah and it's just one of those he's one of those people that actually made i i'm i'm finding things i have in common with you that i didn't realize that i had in common with you which is cool i think we like subconsciously (laughs) knew i get that but i was the opposite so I went to youth group all through high school and I was afraid to like think of myself as not Christian and not believing in God. Oh, so why were you afraid? Just because, so, um, my older sister is a whole nother story, but my older sister is a drug addict. Okay. She's in recovery and she's doing really well. Actually, she lives in Santa Barbara. Good. I'm happy. And, um, so she's doing really well. My younger sister, who was my younger brother, was getting in trouble a lot. Uh-huh. And I was the good kid. So I was cool. scared to disappoint my parents, especially oh, my mom. Little so kid. I was that kid. Yeah. You know, afraid of being, you know, afraid of causing trouble and just bringing that kind of attention on me. Like I had to be the strong one, I uh-huh. guess. I don't know. You took that. So, but my mom made okay. such a, he made religion so important and my dad didn't care. He still doesn't care. Like, I really don't even know how he feels about religion much at all, but he never went to church with us. Okay. Were you um, ever interested in finding out or asking him? It was hard for me to talk to him about anything, about <laughs> like things like that for a long time. I could probably ask him now because I don't, I'm not afraid i don't know it's kind of afraid of my dad as a kid like afraid of talking about important stuff and asking him like i don't know it was weird you know you're just a little kid scared of your dad a little bit (laughs) i i know exactly how that feels i'm still scared of the guy and Um, i you know could probably tie him up but yeah but not fucking (laughs) for any lack of trying uh he i think kids are afraid of their dads and 
I'm still afraid of him when I do have these kind of ideas or thoughts. When I think I can be like open and uh, express myself and have new ideas and share them with people and kind of like talk to people who might think uh, similarly, like someone like you or friends my age, people our age. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I go and talk to him. I realize there's such a difference in generations and cultures that like I, I kind of like get like stage fright mm-hmm. and like my like vocal cords tighten up and I'm like, geez, like I can't like talk to him about yeah. these certain things yeah. the same or as easily. And he doesn't have the same information I do. Mm-hmm. So I have to now kind of reinforce like the way I think about things with like the information that, that led me there. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking hard. I don't know how to talk to him about these kind of things. Most yeah. of the time, it's so hard, and it doesn't re- usually lead anywhere fucking awesome. He's yeah. a, he. My dad's a pretty religious guy. Oh, okay. Like he wasn't when I was a kid. Um, th- that was like his only rules: like don't say "god damn it." He, uh-huh. Like he'd punch me when I would when I'd say it. I could say "fuck" in front of him or anything. <laughs> yeah, my, my parents. Great. My parents were not strict whatsoever. I did not have a lot of fucking rules or limits. Yeah, no one was controlling what I was watching. My parents weren't really strict with me, but I was afraid to do anything that would make them disappointed in me or get mad at me. So I was never getting in trouble and like always if I was out with my friends, like checking in with them as often as I could and like Mm -hmm. just trying not to cause trouble for them. God, you sound like such a dork. I'm glad we didn't hang out till later. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But back to what I was saying... Oh, so, yeah, I was afraid to, like, I guess, like, personally denounce my religion. Like, you know, not. But my biggest beef with Christianity is they make such a huge deal about converting everyone around you. Mm. Everyone's got to be converted. You know, everyone else's religion is wrong. Okay. Like, okay. Who are you, you know, these people, these other people who are devout in their religion, their faith is unshakable. You know, that's something that they say a lot, unshakable faith in God. Mm -hmm. You know, your unshakable faith in God is going to convince others. It's like, well, they have unshakable faith in their religion too. And there's nothing you can say that's going to convince them that you're right and they're wrong. So what makes your, you know, in that sense what makes your religion right and their religion wrong mm-hmm. you know there's there's no convincing they would die for their religion yeah. and well and once you have that thought you know you have the kind of introduction of okay well what does make jesus christ isn't a real? isn't a magic word that you know changes people's perspectives yeah just doesn't Mm-mm. um so saying other people are going to hell forever because they believe in buddha does but, not make sense to me well, it doesn't, and it doesn't make sense yeah. to people who I like the idea of there follow. being, you know, and and all you know, a benevolent God, mm-hmm. and you you know we die, we go to heaven, and it's this great place we get to be there forever. That sounds fantastic, you know. Who doesn't want to believe in that? Of course. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't want to believe in that, but it's a it's a nice idea. It's a nice idea. It's comforting Agreed. to a lot of people. 
I think and I lo- like the idea of that. Yeah, a lot of people are fucking freaked you know? out and they're scared of what happens after and maybe yeah. they need answers to control what's going on now to give them peace of mind. Yeah. And that's how they do it cuz they it makes me sad because I want I want so much more for who my dad is mm-hmm. and for him to become or um to who he could have been. Like all these things scare me cuz I'm like, dang. Like someone with those kinds of uh not narrow-minded but single-minded kind of uh thought and like you know ways of processing kind of like it's terrifying because like oh you guys only have one option like that's religious extremism is real and religious Mm -hmm. like terrorism is real because people only go through a fucking just like a a cult like a generational cult just a tradition where people you convinced someone back then and now today you're still convincing people because you just raise them in the tight-knit cult community that's yeah. when it becomes too almost constrictive yeah and that's where um like you said like fucking t- trying to convert everyone around you because they were converted most of the people who were the most devout people religiously were brought up into it yeah they were raised into it mm-hmm. and i wasn't I didn't have any sort of like religious influence growing up. In third grade, I distinctly recall telling people like, "I don't, believe, there's no God," and they're like, "How can you not? How can you not believe in God?" These yeah. little kids just blowing their mind, and I'm like, "I don't believe in Santa Claus either." I was that <laughs> asshole in third grade, yeah, but, yeah. And I was just like, "Fucking like they're both fake." There's they're like, "Look, ooh, nothing happened. No Santa, no God. Look above yeah. me, nothing. Nothing happened. Smite me. Yeah, nothing like, happened. Oh, nothing. God, how crazy would be if this fucking." Shit just electrocuted us right now. <laughs> There'd be no one around to see it. Yeah. Just Sheila would end up eating our bodies because she wouldn't be able to get out. Oh. I'm just kidding. That'd be a beautiful last meal. Yeah. Huh. Oh. Such a good cute pup. She's so good. <sighs> She's so quiet. Rem- Remy would be like sh- scratching himself and like making some sort of noise to get attention. And yeah. And then eventually he'd be like, fuck you guys, you're not petting me and... I'd have to let him out. Yeah. I don't know what... I don't know... Like, I try to give people dog advice, but I don't really even know how I, th- you I just, got her this way. Such a fucking well-behaved just, puppy. Even when she was a baby. Oh, she's mm-hmm. So she turned six oh. in October. So, oh. uh, But even when she was a puppy, she was uncharacteris- un- bleh, uncharacteristically... Um, mellow yeah for a queensland healer Mm -hmm. they're usually super high energy and Mm -hmm. just want to go 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 but she was always chill always just down to just sit there and be quiet and um always mellow she's so mellow she's even like let let me pet her like this like yeah most dogs but if we go hiking she's she's Go oh, she, and, she's still part wolf, damn it. Yeah. You're damn right. She's, she's part go. dingo. Part dingo? Yeah. Oh. She'll oh. go forever. Like, if I had the stamina to just start running somewhere, she'd just be right there with me. You ever go running with her? No. I should. I don't exercise nearly as much as I should. Uh, same. And that's been something I've been struggling internally with. I'm struggling well, externally with. It's yeah. very noticeable. Uh, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, getting soft. Getting soft in my old age. <laughs> Dude, you would you ever think you'd feel old when you're in your 20s? No. Well, still in my 20s, but, but like I'm just saying, 21, 
like the prime mm-hmm. at this point. That was my prime probably, like physically. Yeah. Um. See, I grew up like a fat kid, kind of, and okay. like wasn't athletic and didn't only didn't until only recently be very like athletic endeavor wise whether it be with powerlifting or jujitsu or uh, skateboarding constantly like skateboarding was my only form of exercise so i feel like my prime that i could have been at physically back then Mm -hmm. i wasn't and now i have to like catch up and find like a new one before i'm 30 and everything starts getting creaky yeah i was like i was a skinny kid i'd ran track they didn't have a track team till middle school i was on the track team in middle school i did it my freshman year and i think like this first half of my um sophomore year Mm -hmm. of high school and then but i was skating all the time and that's all i wanted to do yeah um when did you start skateboarding when i was 12 okay yeah i was in middle school yeah kind of late it's kind of late for skateboarders I feel yeah. like people who eventually I rode BMX a lot. Oh. Okay. But I was never really good at that. I just mm. It's just I don't like know. You, anyone we, can start riding my friends a bike, you know? rode bikes yeah. all around the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. I did that. <laughs> um grew up in AG in the village and by the farmers fields and stuff and like Yeah. Just ride through the fields and Hell yeah. Find jumps and stuff and there you go. ditches and well, I I kind of grew up like on the mesa. Oh yeah, too. So I, I'd go out with my brother and like be on dirt jumps and yeah, just fucking you know I was never try to jumping s- crazy shit. Try to send it. Never try to sending sail. it. I was such a I, little bitch. Dude. I did a lot. I tried to a lot and I usually ate shit really bad. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I I I would send it on on a skateboard, but. Only because I was so heavy that like everything I did, I'd just eat shit at. Yeah. Like I'd do like six inch curb tricks and I'd eat shit like a fucking big hubba ledge or something. Oh. So I was the, I was the kid who slammed. Was like, <laughs> that was Corey Jones for us. Oh. You know who he is, right? Um, No. Corey think. Jones. Have you seen the one with nature brand thing? Huh. Um, so I went to high school with him. Did I meet him? I guess I met him in high school. I mostly met him at the Grover Beach Skate Park. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the fucking man, but he was husky when I met him. Nice. Like, he was he was pretty big, um, but he fucking ripped at skating. Yeah. He's always ripped. Fuck yeah. And uh, oh, his older brother, too. Fuck, he was so fucking good. That's a whole nother, that's another story. But <laughs> Corey Jones, so all through high school, chunky kid. Ripped at skating, like had to respect him, but we always fucked with him. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Always messed with him. And then uh, after high school, I don't know, he got a fire lit under his ass and got all buff nice. and fit and uh, better at skateboarding. Oh, okay. And uh, But he's very accident prone. <laughs> he hurts himself a lot. Um, I'm relating to like, this person a gets, lot. Gets like joint injuries and shit yeah. a lot. Like yeah. ankles and Ooh. shoulder. and. Talking like, about, are you talking about me or Corey? I, I, I forgot. No. Um, but he started this, um, I guess it's a nonprofit brand. I'm not real familiar with a lot of it, but it's called One With Nature. And it's uh, um, it's like uh, your th- the logo is like a thumbprint, mm-hmm. but then it in like the middle of the thumbprint is like a tree. Oh, okay. Um, it's cool. cool. Yeah. 
um, caught on a, really well with like college kids and slow. Of course, because there you go. You know those fucking it's, hippies. It's trendy to be all about nature. Ugh. Everybody's a fucking nature freak nowadays. Yeah, I, I like smokestacks and pollution. Yeah, I like the industrial. Yeah, that shit's era. tight. Yeah, I I I, I, w- I want to look like a Fred Gall yeah. video part. I throw all my trash in the garbage. I mean, in the uh, all my garbage in the ocean. Oh, straight in the ocean. Um, I, I dive down with a fucking just, six pack ring and I, find a. I fill a, my truck bed with it and I back up to the ocean real fast and slam on the brakes. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a good image. Um, anyways, so he's done a lot with that and they do a lot of trail cleanups and creek cleanups cool. and right shit on. like that. And he's, he's involved with all kinds of stuff like that. He's partially responsible for getting. Um, so all you people who hate this uh, <laughs> uh, straws like straw oh. ban and like foam like containers yeah. banned and okay so everybody freaks out about this fucking straw thing like oh straws are illegal no they're not it's illegal for restaurants to just give them to you yeah you have to ask for them if you ask for them they will give them to you mm-hmm. it's not illegal for you to have them you just have to ask because a 90 fucking percent of people i know this from working at restaurants will not use their fucking straw nope so why give it to them if they ask for one sure give it to them i feel like more like a like, man it's when not I drink from the rim of the cup yeah i feel like I'm i a don't fucking... use my straw to drink a cocktail dude i know when you're I drink hang- a dude, fucking i fucking pineapple tequila my like, favorite thing throw the fucking straw my away favorite thing to do makes don't me feel give me like a fucking straw just to, just to like a uh, man signal to the bartenders when they give me a straw I stir my drink and I throw the straw I take it out yeah, of the drink I throw it behind the bar yeah, on their I mat go, like, I don't need this shit so, so that they're like oh fuck fuck that guy he's yeah. not getting a straw next time yeah, I'm like, no yeah that's what free. I fucking want I take my straw out of my cup sometimes <laughs> for one because I know no one wants to touch my nasty cup when they're giving me a refill or something yeah and then they fucking give me another straw yeah, and I'm like that's why I took the straw out, so yeah. I didn't get more. It's I wanted with this you. one. I have the one. Yeah, either I don't need it, or I'm needing this one, and that's People it. People at restaurants try too hard. Yeah, and it's just like you're not getting like more. Uh, yeah, I'm not getting a tip because I have more trash on my table. Yeah, that was something. Something I tried to do. So I, at McClintock's, I was a buster for a really long time, and then I ended up being a server for a while. Mm-hmm. But instead of trying to be some subservient bitch to everyone. And most of our customers were regulars, so they knew me. So I didn't have to be like this little fucking groveling, mm-hmm. s- sniveling kiss bitch, ass, yeah. kiss ass. I could, you know, mildly like talk shit to yeah. them, you know, just joke around with them, set the tone. And uh, <laughs> but instead of being, yeah, kiss ass, like fucking bending to your every whim, like you know, just kind of take charge a little bit and tell them how it's going to be, and yeah. uh, you know try to do your best to get them what they want but if something can't work then it's not going to work and i'm not gonna you know apologize for it and the and other, i think a lot of people day. appreciated that you yeah, know you're because being real most them. people would come in and they kind of don't know what they want and you know if i kind of take charge and make suggestions and go you know you'll like this you'll yeah. you, you know you want this this way and then they kind of appreciate that some some people do. It's because some people just need someone to take yeah. control. But I think a lot of people don't like a man being their server and being fucking just. Uh, oh, and let me oh get my, that for you. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, do you, I don't they don't know. like you bitchifying yourself. Bitchifying myself. Yeah. yeah. 
and I definitely didn't like I like it when I have a gay waiter. Personal image. When I have a gay waiter and he's like a kiss ass, I'm like, thank God. This guy's amazing. <laughs> Fucking Antonio, you you rock. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thanks, but, Antonio. Yeah. Wherever it's you different. are. But when they look like you and they have a deep voice and then and then they're yeah. coming off like a kiss ass, it might get on someone's like nerves. You know, lose respect I'm, for you. I'm the bit. captain of this ship. You're yeah. on my ship. Yeah. I'm gonna take care of you guys, but I'm in charge. There you go. That's, that's how it should that's be. That's how it was. Yeah, I like that's that. how I tried to be. That's good. Fucking, I've never waited in my life. Oh, it's you know right. what? Listen, bitch, I got to talk about something. <laughs> um, <laughs> here, I just remembered. Hold on, let me t- let me take some get some water here. No straw, rebel. Yeah, also, yeah. paper straws are fucking bullshit. Just don't oh, give me a goddamn them. straw. Yeah. That's what people are rather, mad about, Jake. Rather not we're not mad straw. about the straws. We're mad about the shitty paper straws because nothing tastes yeah. worse than your drink coming through paper. That's true. Paper cup, gross water. It tastes like dirty. Yeah. I don't like that shit. No, I don't want that. Hell no. But I w- wanted to credit you in some capacity because you were slightly integral in me quitting Starbucks recently. Oh yeah. I was talking shit, but You're I was hoping I was hoping shit. that it would, you know, inspire me. Inspire you. Like well, it a constructive did. criticism kind like, of. Like you what at one point you're literally just like just go go to fucking school or to weld or some shit. God, yeah. you're whining. And you like and I was like oh, But shit, it was right. it was and constructive like, cuz I was, was I said, you know, yeah. there's a demand for welders everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. There's construction going on everywhere. I, I literally... Even in the state California's in, there's tons of construction. Oh, you were like one of the people. I, I, and I'm not... I'm such... I feel like I'm not the type of person to complain that way. Like when I'm complaining, it's to be funny or like pointing out some ridiculous shit I see... I notice in society. Just yeah. bitching. But like not like a... I was just like whining about the Starbucks shit. Yeah. And... I, I feel like, like I just wasn't quit. taking quit your job. Yeah, quit. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, he's right." All the people I respect in this world are uh, will always say, "Just no, quit. Don't do that. Go do what you want to do." <laughs> I said some misogynistic shit, kind of. I don't remember. Uh, I said, "Quit being a woman and quit," or something oh. like that. It was, it was bad. It was a joke, but yeah, I wouldn't. There's only a few people I would say something like that to. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, I can take it. <laughs> I know. I know you're not a misogynist. No. I mean, shit, your brother felt comfortable enough to become your sister around you because you're yeah. so not a misogynist. Yeah. <laughs> I think she was afraid of how I was going to react, but. I think. I don't, yeah. Um, I mean, you're I'd afraid imagine of how, most, you know. People's reactions. Especially your family. I think I, I can, as not a trans person, speak for trans people in the fact that I'm <laughs> sure there's a lot of fear when it comes to transitioning because there's a lot of misunderstanding there's yeah. a lot of people who are capable of understanding and will refuse to uh like acknowledge it mm-hmm. and r- will refuse to like take the time to understand they'll be so just stubborn in their own mentality yeah and not give the not lending the ear yeah. or the open mind you know yeah, I feel like parents, my parents, almost acted like, you know, you're getting a face tattoo, you'll never get a job again kind of thing. <laughs> like, that's the same kind of disappointment as like, you know, oh, you're transitioning to become a female, like, you know, 
you're ruining a lot of chances you'll have in life kind of thing. Were they like, oh, I come feel on, like men that's have the it parent, so much better. That's, that's the parent reaction to that. Yeah. Um, Similar. What's your sister's name? Olivia. So she got her it's name legally name. changed to Olivia uh, sometime this year, recently. Cool. And uh, But she was going by Marley. Ever that's, since like the change cool started to happen, she's like, yeah, this is my nickname. Marley's my nickname now. Like, Just call me that instead of Travis. Okay. You can't you can't say that. That's dead naming. You get kicked off Twitter for doing that. Oh, for bringing up the old name. Yeah. Well, I'm not on Twitter. I, I don't know how she. Feels. I don't have a Twitter. I don't know how she feels, but people hate that. That's a I, that's a no no. Well, in, I mean, in, in the how do you tell stories people? from when we were kids? Like, <laughs> you know, she wasn't my sister back then. Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get it. If I'm going to tell a story about you acknowledge, us, like you acknowledge that person. Yeah, as who in they context, were I get like it. you know, well. And uh, I agree. I think that's yeah. how you do it. You just give them context. It's, it's funny, though. I was talking to my mom about this. Oh, because my mom talked to her dad mm-hmm. and uh, she's so she's explained everything to my grandpa about my sister. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he's old. <laughs> and yeah, so good luck with that. I'm not sure if he's just forgetful. He he forgot. So anyways, <laughs> my mom, I went and had breakfast with my mom yesterday we made breakfast at her house and she was telling me about, you know, she talked to my grandpa and she was bragging about us kids and mm-hmm. her kids. And, uh, she, it, um, he asked about all of us specifically mm-hmm. and, uh, Oh, how's Travis? And, um, my mom, she'd already, you know, she'd explained it to him once before, yeah. but she didn't, you know, wasn't going to do it. Wasn't going to do it again. Like, so she's like, Oh, he's Okay. And, uh, but I do that. Like if I see somebody that I haven't seen in forever, but they know like mm-hmm. my family, mm-hmm. sometimes I just don't, you know, if it's in passing and I don't want to spend the time explaining to them that, oh yeah, my sister's transitioning, mm-hmm. like it takes a while to, and then a lot of the time they're like, oh my God, what, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing's wrong. Have you had like, some adverse reaction? I don't want to have this, this conversation. Well, they just... Then it just goes into more and like explaining more and, you know, if I'm just trying to have, you know, just say hi and say bye and then leave, I'm not trying to explain all of that to this person that I'm probably not going to see for another five years. Good. Good move. That's how I feel. You know, it's not worth the time. I like trimming the fat on interactions. Yeah. That's really interesting. I... I don't know what I'd do in that situation or how I'd be. I like to think I'd maintain the same sort of uh, open mind that I have now. Yeah. Um, If it was important, I would explain. And I have. Okay. But if it's just someone like someone I haven't seen in forever and I don't expect them to see them again. That makes sense. I don't really long time. Like, and they're just all, Oh, how's your brother? I'm like, Oh, he's good. Mm -hmm. Let's move on. Like it would take too much time to explain otherwise. And I hope that she wouldn't get mad at me for that. I hope so, that's, too. That's my main th- concern, that's, that's is that if she you. found out that I didn't explain it to this person, I just said, oh, yeah, I think, my brother's fine. I think like, that well. you can take the time and talk to her about it, too. Yeah. I think you can also be like, hey, um, th- this But she's not got overly sensitive about stuff like conversation. that. Conversation. Well, <laughs> she better not be, because yeah. life's going to get a lot more difficult if she is. Because um, in her... Um, 
in the world that most people would assume she's a part of, mm. she's got controversial views. That's because she only believes in two genders. That's you see, I think there's such a vastness and a, such a human spectrum that there's people that hold certain values and respect certain things that contradict what you might pigeonhole them into identity wise. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you know, straight white male love dick, the worst. dick in your ass. <laughs> I can't, I can't explain it. It's just how you are. And fucking <laughs> no, but yeah, whatever reason people fucking, I don't have a good example right now, but yeah. I think that's a good example. Someone who uh, believes in two genders doesn't believe in that third gender option. Uh, who, but who is also transitioned. I think that I, at least online, have come across uh, multiple people in that regard. Yeah. You know. I just learned what cis means, like oh. cis white male. <laughs> I, I didn't know what cis meant, and I finally looked it up last night. If someone if someone's like, using that verbiage around they me. They need to be that specific I'm with me. I'm leaving the room. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm sorry. That's too much. Yeah. You're, you're trying too hard. For something that you're adding is not important. more alienation to people. Yeah. It was just like, hmm. That's when I was like, okay, look. I <laughs> I want everyone to be able to marry each other. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. I um, want government out of marriage. I want fucking like, no government involvement in marriage. And the, and the people who... Marriage is a religious thing. It is. It's a Christian thing. It's a, you know... It's archaic institution that... Government has no... No business being in that to begin with. And then if you want some religious experience, like if most gay people I know, lesbian, trans, Mm -hmm. they're not religious. Really? But they want to get married. (laughs) Like they want to be recognized in that way. I think. Within a relationship with someone else. But. I'm going to say something. They're also going to denounce God. That you'll understand, I hope. Mm-hmm. The idea of marriage in a modern society isn't the equivalent to what marriage was. You're no, so you're right. The, yeah. Me, the idea of me wanting to marry like Kylie mm-hmm. is just because it has context in a romantic way. Yeah. in a modern time that I can express with people and her. Yeah. There yeah, would absolutely no, I, be no. I understand that too. You know, religious baloney. Yeah. with us getting married, we do not have those. Her family's not religious. We're not yeah. religious. Like, there's no. But they want to. People want to be so specific about everything nowadays that it's like you're gonna ignore. There's no nuance to things anymore. I guess. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. I, I don't know what my point is. I like your but point. I, have a point. I know what you're saying, though. I I, I think I think people listening. Um, I think people should just do whatever the fuck they want and quit bitching to other people about it. Yeah, which is just ironic. Stop I feel, I asking feel like, permission and just do it. Oh, yes. Did you see this fucking uh, the new like this shit last night that was going down in New York? I don't think so. This twenty twenty eight year old veteran. Oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was in New York. Got a red flag order. Yeah. On his ass. His guns were already removed from his house while he was gone. Yeah. Had no weapons, had no ammunition, and the cops were coming over magazines. Yeah. Not bullets, not guns, not weapons. Empty magazines that could hold up to 30 bullets. Yeah. Which which is is standard capacity. Yeah. And it's so fucking goddamn arbitrary. 
and they're coming for the, like this is why people get and he wouldn't like give himself up no it was a point it's a principle of it. It's a good point. And fuck, yeah, fuck them. And I shared something, and because this person tweeted, uh, I hate that they, do, I hate Twitter, but this person tweeted a really good point, and they basically said like, let's not talk about the fact that this person was willing to die over magazines. Let's talk about the fact that it's the not cops the magazines. are willing to kill it's, them over yeah. fucking magazines. Yeah, that's empty things. Exactly. Why are they enforcing some sort of law? And so I, I. I used to be so like, like almost timid around guns. I've shot a lot of guns, mm-hmm. you know. I've shot AK forty sevens, AR fifteens, and pistols and things like. And I, I know I feel like comfortable holding a gun, and yeah. I feel safe doing it. But I used to be also like very like, ooh, you know, like, um, maybe guns aren't a good thing. And oh, but the way things have been, I, I think that. By no no stretch of the imagination should anyone be interfering with your right to have a gun or yeah. have any fucking idea that you have a gun. Yeah. It's no one's business. I think it's stupid when people post pictures of their guns online. Me too. Because it's just like, you Don't stop, flex that shit. Don't tell people what you have. Yeah. Don't it, show them. It ruins the point of it. It well, it's, Like, it, if, if it's for self-defense... It's such a fucking, like, Then you don't want people thing. to know you have it. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you do want people... I don't, I mean, I'd love to show, like, a cool video of me shooting at the range or something. Yeah. You know, that'd be fun. I like that. That's Just fun. Just, like, I guess the the gangster aspect of, like... That shit, too. Look at, look at my Glock. The, the, yeah, the like, flossing. I can't I can't yeah. handle it. No, that's, that's... I don't like that. And I don't annoying. like people that are just, like, constantly posting photos of their armory. Because it's like, well, now we know you have an armory. Yeah. And that's how people now call everyone red knows flag you have that. orders on you and you exactly. get killed by police for having guns. Because someone fibs and says, oh, uh, they're a... a they said they're this. a threat to the, themselves or others when really you're just scared because someone else is willing to arm themselves and you're not. Yeah. Ugh. Fucks me up. And the whole idea of guns being the problem in the first place is, is just too ridiculous. Like, it's an inanimate object. It doesn't, Agreed. it doesn't, you know, persuade it, people to do things. Not at all. I have knives you on know? me all the time. I've never oh, yeah. stabbed someone. No, neither have I. I've come close, but <laughs> I've <laughs> pulled a knife on someone. Yeah. But oh, yeah. I've never stabbed someone. I've never thought, oh, whoops, and stabbed a bunch of people. No. People who are going to fucking hurt other people will do that regardless That's of what's the in their hands. That's how the UK is. They, you oh. know, the, the knife bins. <laughs> yeah, they can't, you know, they can't have Turn scissors. in your knife before you stab someone with it. Oh, my like, God. Fucking. Your knife is going to convince you to stab somebody. They, yeah. You're and not a bad person, like, but your knife is. These are the is. people we were fighting against, and yeah. they can't even have knives. This is what the... They can, Back in the day, we had the American Revolution because of this fucking tyrannical government that was controlling us. And now we have the option as a colony and a fucking country of our own to arm ourselves against these types of fucking people, which was our own government. And now, if it's our own government trying to stop us from having the right to arm ourselves, that's when you... That's when you fucking... Shoot him. That's yeah. when you. That's why this we have guns. Point. This is the point. This, this is, is the why point the Second, Second Amendment. Amendment exists. There we go. So when they try to come take them, you you won't let them because this is them trying to disarm you. Yeah, it makes no sense. Poor guy, fucking veteran. I'm glad he's okay. It ended up with is he him. okay? He's okay. Okay, but you I, know he'll have legal fees. So there's that. He wasn't arrested. Yeah. 
but it's like it's th- this person i mean <laughs> let's be honest like maybe his family lives there but if you have a bunch of guns why the fuck you want to live in new york anywhere their their gun laws are crazy yeah crazy straight california just like too. california you should go to arizona you can buy you can buy guns from a swap meet in arizona it's legally pretty, pretty crazy yeah um some of my they're not my my family family but they're my family um my best friend my first friend that i ever met when i so i was born in ventura and moved to Rio grande when i was four okay so my be- first best friend was this kid michael cadena lived down the street from me and so grew up with him his mom became like my second mom his uh-huh. stepdad uh, they're not together anymore but his stepdad is still like one of my dad's Friendly best friends okay. and oh, yeah okay. we're all still close and everybody's cool with each nice. other and um community his his mom's community. name is laura and she got remarried to this guy named paul who's super cool and he's a veteran um super rad guy mm-hmm. um so they're my whole other like extended family they just moved to arizona like prescott valley mm-hmm. and uh just you don't need permits to build on your property. You don't need to ask permission to do shit out there. Like, you're allowed to have as many guns as you want. You're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want on your property. You know, nobody bothers you. It just sounds really awesome. Sounds ideal, except yeah, that fucking cunt-ass not, weather. Well, <laughs> where they're at, she's telling me, in the summers it gets like 90 degrees, but it's not horrible. Like in... Um, Tucson. Uh, yeah. Fucking Tucson gets like 120 degrees. Mm-hmm. Phoenix. Um, Phoenix. Um, winters, it snows, but it... It's beautiful. Does it I've driven get, through there in February. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's not like really gnarly. No. Um, it wasn't crazy snow when I saw yeah. it. Yeah. They're saying it's snowing, but it's 70 degrees out right now. That's crazy. Yeah. That's it's insane. Crazy. That's how. That's like how rain is here. Yeah. When it rains and it's seventy degrees in California. Yeah. I think the only uh, hang up is maybe that kind of adverse weather, and then also being so far away from the beach. Yeah. I there's really something fall about in love with being around the beach. Yeah. Over the past couple of years. There's something about being inland in the United States, like not being near the ocean, that makes me feel claustrophobic or it, feeling like claustrophobia. It, it's strange. I feel like I can't uh, escape. Like I'm gonna lose my sense of direction. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what i'm afraid of i don't know it's just like i feel disoriented i feel like I'm irrational in like dream. fear in the back of my head like the ocean's not there mm-hmm. like where am i gonna go yeah like i like, know i know where the ocean is at all times yeah. because it's always over there but i i barely go to the beach ever so i mean <laughs> it's something i take for granted to begin with i don't know well it's, i was a fat kid funny. i never want to go to the beach i mean taking my shirt off and having <laughs> bikinis around me that i didn't want to yeah. see me with my shirt off it's horrible it's stressful, <laughs> but now I, I realize confidence goes a long way. Oh, yeah. Confidence sure. covers up a lot of yeah. those fat rolls, I tell I've you what. you got plenty of fat friends that I've been to the beach with that just, they don't give a fuck. <sighs> And, there's a, there's a certain power you know, where like you get to a certain size yeah and there's and girls a certain, don't care and you're just like if you're self-conscious then they see that and then yeah, they treat you different. that's a turn off then they're gonna yeah. teach you like oh we have to tiptoe around this pussy yeah who feels bad about themselves oh yeah 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 we know we can see it people I'm talking <laughs> talking to myself i'm keeping my shirt on my sweatshirt on all the time i used to wear my sweatshirt on i had my sweatshirt on in summer all the time Damn. i was one of those kids just like one of those fat kids just would not fucking Damn, that sucks. And I wasn't even like a massive kid. I was just fat enough to feel insecure. Also, um, I think I was 
bullied a little bit by my uh, uh, brother and sister about my size, too. Oh, okay. That makes Could, sense. Yeah. I mean, you know, jokes on them because fuck them i don't know why <laughs> they're fine my brother's still skinny as ever i don't know that uh, asshole fucker yeah um <laughs> no i get that i'm self-conscious about my body i got a little beer gut bugs me i need to start doing something i've i don't know i've been to gyms before but i've never worked out in a gym before is it so it's kind of I don't even know where I would start. I need to go with somebody who knows what they're doing. I who can I, show me. I I need to also. <laughs> the um I don't know what it's like to go to a gym and feel like uncomfortable because the gym I started going to was one Kylie worked at. Okay. And it was just people I was comfortable around and it was a family owned gym and there was you know, it was a boxing gym and they had high school wrestling coach there and it's still i still go there to this day um nice. and there they had a powerlifting program and then i just finally just hanging out enough times they had like oh why don't you powerlift with us and i was on this team here and that's where i all those fucking medals and that shit came from was competing with them and just powerlifting and it was like oh i love weightlifting i feel strong i feel powerful i feel like i like how this plaque is like the picture of the inside of a curl of a wave yeah. like we surf, no but sense. we bench, deadlift, and push pull too. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so unrelated. It's because it's in Fucking Vista, ridiculous. California, San Diego. Oh, I know, so beautiful. I think that going down there for that competition was one of the first times when I was like, "Oh, this is where I want to be." This oh yeah, area. Nice. Like I really, yeah, like, dude. Really I mean, calling to it. I've been thinking a lot about that. I've been thinking a lot about moving lately. Yeah. Um, and I've been thinking, I, don't, I have a friend who lives in Seattle who's been trying to get me to come up there and visit mm-hmm. him. And he's like, you're gonna, you're gonna love it up here. You're gonna want to move. And so you can move in with me when, anytime you want, basically. That's beautiful. So I've had that option. I need, I still need to go up there and visit him. But then if I was to move anywhere in California, it'd be San Diego, obviously. Yeah, area. Yeah. Is it is it because our friends are there, or is it just because you love it there? It's there's just like a, a lot of cool shit to do. That's like where my favorite skateboarders are from. Same. I think we have exactly. some, they have yeah. that in common. Yeah. Uh, Shep Dogs, shout out. Exactly. Um, those all those dudes are so sick. Yeah. Fucking Oceanside. Uh, people skaters. make fun of me for that. Yeah, my my crew, friends yeah. make fun of me for that. You, you try so hard to be from San Diego. I'm like, <laughs> I don't. I just like those guys. Well, and it they w- have it's, a. You know, oh, it sucks that like I was dressing like that when I was like 14 trying to be like that. And yeah. now it's like everyone is like that and popular. And yeah, it's the Shep Dogs thing and the NS old, crew and Oceanside old rock, and rock and roll shirts. And exactly. Long flannels and black hair, black jeans. Yeah. And <laughs> baker boards and whatever. Yeah. Fucking, Hell yeah. And slave. That's this fucking it, shit. Slave is my favorite shit. I got to tell you, I fucking. Yeah. <sighs> Slave's been one of my. Yeah. I, I at least top three. You know what? Favorite I got companies I, I gotta, ever since it started. I gotta fucking make a bigger list. Ben so Horton is one, I, his of, art, one of the best skateboard artists in I, my opinion. I fucking love it. That's I love Booze Brothers beer because of that because he does the art for him. Huh? And every time I go down to Oceanside or I actually Encinitas, haven't seen that. I get oh dude he has this. Oh we haven't gone to any breweries. Every blow, time I go down listen, there, listen I have there's always I someone gone with to a brewery us. either. 
who's but, tw- like 20 or 19, uh, and so we can't go to breweries. Who the fuck do you hang out with so long? Uh, they have a beer called Snowblind or Snowblind, 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 and um, Sabbath song. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And the lyrics on the can are all the Sabbath lyrics, but Sick. replaced with beer references. Oh, <laughs> it's so fucking cool. And, yeah. it, and it's the coolest goddamn logo. I have pictures of it on my phone. I will fucking yeah. show you. It's not good podcasting to just be like, oh, here, let me look a picture yeah. up on my phone. But I'll fucking show you. And it's not like... Ben Horton, one of my favorite yeah. artists, that's like why I draw and the shit I draw, like a big influence on too. Hell yeah. I fucking love that dude. And Vista I wish still drew. And slave. I used to draw a lot more when I was little. Like, yeah. I didn't draw Growing up. I drew like kind of, and then like right around like eight, seventh, eighth grade, reading like Thrasher magazines and seeing. There's a Thrasher magazine article with uh, Lizard King and the Nuge and Thomas Benia and like all these guys um, that were on the Circa Combat yeah. Footwear Company. Hell See, yeah. that's my shit. That was dude. so sick. And it was, you know, Peter Raymondetta, Abdias Rivera. Even all like these people. the most recent Circa team was sick like a few years ago. Robbie Brock. I don't know what happened uh, to the. To, I don't know what happened to Circa, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, yeah. dude, Kirby, <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> Kirby, Ryan Reyes. Um, oh, dude, I love Ryan Reyes. Jimmy Carlin. Jimmy Carlin's amazing. Yeah. Whatever happened, I wish he was okay, on the so team. Garrett. Yeah. Told me he's so he's dating some girl uh-huh. who lives up in um, Monterey, uh-huh. and Jimmy Carlin lives in Monterey, mm-hmm. and he goes and skates Monterey Park all the time, and what? so Garrett's no seen him there, uh-huh. and I can't remember if he said he's talked to him or not, uh-huh. but he's big boy now i guess he's gained some weight but he still fucking rips at skating well of course you don't you don't get on not on mystery and osiris and enjoy and circa for not fucking ripping yeah that Um, that dude was fucking when he came out and started getting all that covered oh man blew my mind blew everyone's mind i think i i Skateboarding's um, so sick. Ryan Reyes is. I've. Have you been? See what's going on with him? Oh, he's like a crazy mushroom guy. Yeah, he's a crazy it's, fucking mushroom guy. Man, he has sick. like Terrence McKenna quotes yeah. and shit in his video. Did you oh, see the man. ditch dimension video? Part? I think so, dude. I don't listen. Wait a minute. Even if you haven't seen it, um, that's what I'm trying remember. to do is have a fucking because I, I ditch love part? ditches. Oh, ditch it! But and then he ditches did it, f- and it's all fun. like, mu- and because he hurt his knee, he uh-huh. couldn't like do like what he was regularly doing. Yeah. So it looks like he almost he had like an entire he had the brace on the whole time before he got his surgery and everything. And I think what he did is that he filmed an entire ditch part because it's low impact. Yeah. Just with his knee brace, and it was a bad fucking ass. And I was like. You know, he doesn't do a lot of crazy shit. He does like a lot. It looks like he's being safe with his knee type tricks. Yeah. You know, a lot of like power slide. Like, but he's super reverse, creative. Very creative. And that <laughs> mushroom inclination not not hurting anything. Yeah. I wish they made his boards <laughs> bigger because I want to skate his boards. Oh, yeah. On Creature. But doesn't they're always like eight. Eight and an eighth. No, it's just eight. eight. I love eight and an eighth is my favorite size. But oh, really? I, 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 I snap them too easy. They're too oh, skinny. Okay. I'm too big. Huh. I'm, I'm the like almost as heavy as i've ever been in my life but i'm not as fat thankfully but i break <laughs> boards like fucking no i other. used to break boards a lot and i don't really break boards that often anymore it's because you ride those fucking big ass ones now we have the it, same size foot what how much do you weigh 205 right now I fuck think. you anyways <laughs> what that's like my goal weight right what are now. you uh 
215. Oh, okay. Shit. I might weigh more. I don't know. The last time I weighed, uh, I got, I got. I weighed scale. myself just a little bit ago. Yeah, I, right. We could, we could weigh. We could weigh. Weigh ourselves. <laughs> weigh ourselves. Um, um, Ryan Reyes, dude, he fucking that ditch part was so crazy good. I wish they made his boards bigger because I get yeah. so psyched on him. And um, you, you ride bigger boards now. Yeah, right? I rode eight fives for a really long time. To explain would, to everyone what eight fives are for eight, like the, eight and a half inch wide mm-hmm. um, at the middle. And I, so the biggest thing to me was the wheelbase or okay. not the wheelbase, but the length of the board for a long time. See, I didn't ever but notice. It turned out that it was. was all the fucking ruse because I would, so I'd bottle my board, I buy all my boards from Skate Warehouse uh-huh. and they post the width, the mm-hmm. length, and the wheelbase yeah. of every board yeah. on their website, but they're not always correct. Oh, shit. So I, made a big deal in my head about the length of my boards and they needed to be like 32 inches or 32 and an eighth or just under 32. That's what I'm going through is 32 or, or longer. So it turned, I found out I'm buying all these different boards mostly for the length of them Mm -hmm. and like the shape of the nose and the tail. Yeah. And then I found out that a lot of these boards that I was writing weren't sized right, and they were actually like 32 and three quarters mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Like, that's a that's a to long people who board. don't skate, that's a big difference. A, yeah, I, they're an just, eighth of a of an inch is a big difference. They're just fractions of an inch to you guys, yeah. but they're the difference between landing, yeah. and our feet slipping off the edge of our board. Yeah, it's mostly mental, at least for me. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, everything you, is mental with skateboarding. Yeah. You know, if you're not, if you don't like your shoes that you're wearing, you're not going to be able to skate good. Yeah. At it's, least it's most so people that I know. If there's something wrong with your outfit that day, like, in, yeah. in, in your mind, you don't like the way you look in your own head, like, you can't skate. That's you're honestly not gonna be able to a skate. big part of why I can't skate well is because <laughs> I don't dress in like, like total skate clothes anymore. I dress like how I'm comfortable, and mm-hmm. then the clothes I'm comfortable skateboarding in, I don't like the way I look. In. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so uh, I noticed that when I, when I skate with friends a lot, I feel very, I feel fat or something, or like I can't move my feet and like legs enough in the pants I'm wearing. Yeah, and just all kinds of like little stupid things. Yeah, I get that. I get yeah. gear crisis a lot. Yeah, gear crisis like, is such a real thing. Yeah. I don't know. Fucking, I get. I get self-conscious that I wear something too much, and so I try to wear something else, and then I'm like, I don't want to wear this. I don't feel good in this. Yeah. That sucks, dude. <laughs> so then I end up wearing the same thing anyways, and then I'm scared that people are going to think that I wear something too much, which... <laughs> then that's another crisis you have. Yeah. It's all mental I shit. I go through stages of not caring and caring too much. And <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm jealous of people uh, like Garrett. Yeah. He, I feel like he dresses very comfortably and looks like he's very comfortable when he skates and he rips. Yeah. And he's not like, he was talking shit to me about, cause I still wear like slim fit pants. Like oh, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't wear, like I still kind of wear tight and they're, they're, they're straight fit jeans, but I have fucking the biggest legs Same. of all my friends. Yeah. You know, I have fat calves and thighs from skateboarding and powerlifting yeah. and shit. So I have like loose fit Brixton pants that <sighs> mm-hmm. are, that look slim on me. Exactly. I like, know that. Like these are like they literally say "loose fit" on the tag. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know how that is, dude. Fuck. And it's, 
And Whatever. Like, and I like the way it looks when, yeah. when they're like slim fit. I love the way it looks. I like a little bit of resistance on my legs, but not too much. Mm-hmm. And then when I have like the loose fitting ones and like they meet my shoes a different way, it mm-hmm. fucks me up. And I'm like, oh no, I need like my tongue like yeah. out there. I can't have like my whole shoe getting covered. Looks like I can't see my feet. And then I, it fucks me up when I skate. Yeah. And then like, I don't know, just another stupid thing that makes skateboarding all difficult mental. for me. It's all, yeah. But uh, we, we were talking about Ryan Reyes and then someone else. We were talking about Circa. Oh, okay. That's right. Circa. But then um, fucking, oh, that's the Circa comment right there. That's what we we're looking at. I was looking at those, I have a pair of Huff that shoes right there. Boxes vintage. Over there, and I think, yes, it is. That's, um, <laughs> those are Raymond, Peter Raymondetta shoes. Dude. Okay. <laughs> so box. he disappeared. Yeah. And I'm really curious about what happened to him. I Yeah. I don't know. He's just. It, it's weird. Without like, a trace. Well, it's weird. I think like everyone that we liked when we were kids is now just grown up enough to where they're like. They have their own personal lives. They have their own personal lives. And they're like, this skate world, this skate industry, this coverage shit is stupid. Yeah. I think they're it's like the over it. It's for the fucking kids. Yeah. It's for the people to buy their products and magazines. Den- Dennis Busenitz. Like, like, you know. All those dudes who are the best. Just. But I. You know, they probably could keep up. Yeah. But they have families and shit. Yeah, they just have like cool things going on. Yeah. Silas Baxter Neal. Like what, yeah. what's going on? I wanna know. Didn't he just come Mark, out? Mark Mark Johnson. He just came out with a shoe colorway, I think, and had a short little video. Oh really? I thought he had I was thinking he had a full part for a second. He's one of those people like that I wish I, I skated just like. Oh yeah. Cause I like his style, I like his trick selection. The, honestly, like almost anyone that's ever been on the habitat team. Yeah. Strangely enough. I don't know why. I just, I, there's something like really niche about it. Yeah. You know, I don't go crazy about the tricks they do. Like when I see a Chris Cole part, my mind is just like, yeah. You know, when I, I love, I love that kind of skateboarding. And I love like watching like some crazy shit like Richie the Jackson. The primitive video. Or, you know, the, yeah, the primitive video. The new video, primitive like, video is I, fucking I haven't seen crazy. It. No spoilers. Oh, man. I haven't seen it. But, they, I, dude, there's so many good parts. Brand isn't necessarily my style. No, not at all. Our I don't style. know why Frank Villani's v- uh, on it. Frankie Villani's on it. I kind of, I don't know. I, li- I, like his, I like his little niche with but the bat logos and stuff. I there, like though. every dude on that team a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's like this, uh, I can't remember. Oh. Gio. Giovanni Viana or something, uh-huh. this redhead kid that's new. Mm-hmm. He's on Vans too. Okay, fucking insane. Frankie Villani's part is just stupid, awesome, yeah, stupid, I need, awesome. I need, I need to. I have a list. Um, because that's my goal for this next year is to yeah. film a video part. But I don't skate as well as I used to. Neither and do I, I. And I also skate in a very different, like way. Like I have like a very Louis Barletta type skateboarding <laughs> that i like that i don't really give any attention to because when huh. i'm skating with people i'm always trying to like show off kind of like yeah. show like oh i can you i want to do stuff that gets your friends hyped yeah and they're not yeah. hi- they're not hyped when you're doing dork tricks but i'm really good at this kind of shit um i just i want a, fucking, a trick list i have a trick list i have a trick <laughs> list of things that i can do that i want to do and then there's the like goal tricks must have type tricks but more importantly, there's a list of people that um, like hype me up, that I get me hyped when I skate, that I really want to like watch video parts and kind of focus on. 
Huh. And fucking, I don't need to add Frankie Villani because he had some crazy shit in his yeah. zero video part that blew my mind that I was like, I started writing trick list down in this notebook and I started just writing cool shit he had. And I was like, I'm getting really like fucking antsy about it. Yeah. So. He's one of those dudes that does dork tricks, but they're gnarly. Yeah. And okay. Explain to people what a dork trick is. They don't understand what we're talking about. How do you explain that? Okay, um, so, so like basic tricks when you ask someone, when you ask like a, a nobody dickwad, like yeah. if he's like, oh so man, there's, do there's a laser like flip or do like a hard the respected flip, do an impossible. Tricks, and then there's like the weird ones that no one, that most people don't do yeah. that are hard for even a skateboarder to wrap their mind around. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, a, what's a good example? Finger um, flips. Finger flips. So... Ollieing, grabbing your board, flipping it with your hand, and then landing it. I have a friend who can do those. I can do it without ollieing. He doesn't really skate that much, and it blows my mind that he <laughs> can do that trick. Um, he's the one whose house. He's the one who's uh, organized the friendsgiving that I'm going to after this. Nice. Um, his name's Ben. He's fucking rad. He's Thanks, one of ben. my best friends. Cool. Um, I can finger flip without popping on flat. Damn. I grabbed the board and just finger flipped, like almost like Rodney Mullen style. Because yeah. I had that loneliness as a child where I'd skate alone and I used to do a lot of fucking tricks like that. And I used to watch Rodney Mullen videos and kind of like yeah. learn how to do stuff by myself and skate like that. He was the only person you saw looked like he was skating by himself and he filmed it by himself because he just sets a camera up and was doing it. And people do yeah. that now. But back then, when that was the only coverage you a had. A lot of what Rodney Mullen did would probably con- be considered dork tricks nowadays. Almost, yeah. Like, if like someone this, was doing freestyle tricks, yeah. like, I would be like, that's cool. But it's also, like, it's like when someone does a really cool scoot, like, trick on a scooter. Yeah. You're like, You're I kind of impressed, you, but, but that was yeah. crazy that you went upside down or, you know, yeah. something like that. So, I, I kind of, like, it, another thing about dork tricks is you don't have to be a very talented skateboarder or a very skilled skateboarder yeah. to get good at these tricks. There's something that um, I think people who think creatively and think differently yeah. have to almost gear their skateboarding towards because they're usually not the most like ath- most gifted or athletically prone people. Like we have like people like William Spencer, he'll do yeah. backflips onto skateboards or he'll do like ride two boards at once and then like flip one onto the other one. And I guess he's pretty in Hollywood, like in movies. He's a stunt man. Well, yeah, he did the stunt sick. skateboarding happy, for yeah. uh, I like that dude, so I'm yeah, happy for him. Yeah, happy for him. You know, and then or like a lot of people who were big inspiration to me were like Patrick Melcher. Yeah. And, um, Damn, I haven't thought about that dude in a while. You know, he's sick. Jason Adams and Ragdoll and fucking uh, Richie Jackson, of course. Um, I think the shit going, whatever's going on between Richie Jackson and the rest of skateboarders online is making me not like him. It's a joke. (laughs) Him? It's all a joke. Being a cunt? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And then him. He's Australian. True. In case you forget. No, that's true. He, he, <laughs> Everything's a joke to no those guys. There's no remnants of his fucking accent anymore. Um, He's so Americanized. When he first like came onto the scene and his first interview came out, he'd never even like used a computer or like been on the internet. Do you know? So another this made me think of. I could be completely. You know who Jesse Noonan is? No. He's pro for Santa Cruz. He's Australian. Oh. His Instagram handle is Notorious Red. <laughs> He's got that company Croc Lobster. 
Mm-mm. Have you seen any of Mm-mm. that? Dude, he's fucking hilarious. What's his name? Jesse Noonan? Jesse Noonan. So, yeah, J E S S E E. Okay. N O O N A N. Okay, now it looks familiar. Um, I'm going to write it out like that. And it's interesting to me, he looks like a big dude. He uh-huh. looks like he would be fat when uh-huh. you watch him skate. But then there's tons of, he, I guess he surfs and there's tons of videos mm-hmm. of him and just board shorts on his Instagram mm-hmm. and he's fucking ripped. Oh, um, nice. But he's thick. But he's ripped. I like a thick person. Um, I love watching thicks. People yeah. do things. And he fucking rips. It gives me oh, he's <laughs> one of the Australian Shep Dogs. He was in, okay. he used to have long hair. Like he was in Shep Dogs 4. He shared a part with. Um, I wouldn't know. Who's that Australian guy that was on Enjoy? Um, who's super gnarly. I, they have such strange names. I couldn't tell you. Um, look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, was, I, I I have a tab open right here. I could do it. Um, um, he's on Enjoy. He's on Vans. He's on Volcom. Fuck, what's his fucking name? I feel so dumb. Oh, here, Jackson Pills. Oh, Jackson Pills. So he okay. shared a part in Chub Dogs Four with Jackson. Oh, okay, cool. Anyways. Jesus, that took too oh, long. Oh, so <laughs> Sorry. his Instagram is fucking funny as shit. So he mm-hmm. does, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, he he pretends to be gay on his Instagram. That's funny, okay. And But he's Australian, so it's like they're super clever about their humor. Like pretending to be gay. Mm-hmm. Everything they do is fucking funny. So they cross boundaries. A lot of what, like, what would be lines to us? Like, if we were joking around, mm-hmm. acting like we were gay, we wouldn't kiss. We but wouldn't they kiss, would. but they would because I, they I think know that's that funny. Because that's exactly Australians how fucking Duncombe and Shane piss in their own and, mouths when they're uh, drunk as a joke. Like that's I, I, that's where I've, they're at. I've uh, in their heads. I might have done that before, but <laughs> <sighs> like shit like that, just as an example. Um, they're gnarlier. I yeah. lo- I, w- uh, I wish I had that fucking Aussie energy. I know the so Aussie I. activation. What's that tattoo saying your arm, bud? No, not that one. This one. Yeah. Oh, so this was one of my first tattoos. It says "Patina y Destruir," which means "skate and destroy" in Spanish. Nice. Which is kind of lame, but it's cool. No, I like it and it looks cool. <laughs> I like yeah. the script. Um, I wanted a skate and destroy tattoo, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to get like the same one everybody had. Yeah. And I don't speak Spanish very well at all, but I grew up with a lot of like Mexican influence. Okay. Um, so I have a lot of respect for Mexicans. And uh, yeah, my dad was that supervisor of that welding shop. Okay. And there was a lot of uh, a lot of Mexican dudes living or uh, working there, lived in town, and. Uh, there was like 20 guys working there at one point. They all have kids, like two, three, four kids. Mm-hmm. So there was birthday parties like every weekend. <laughs> and there's just always parties going on. And so I grew up going to all these Mexican parties. Cool. Which was really cool. So you're just like uh, cozy got, in that culture. Yeah. I'm com- Yeah. I guess I'm more comfortable around them than most maybe people. most people would be. Yeah. Um, got to eat a lot of really good food that... I think a lot of Americans would be grossed out by. They eat, you know, they cut up, they, they butcher a cow, they're eating every little piece of it. 
Yeah, that's crazy. So Which if someone told does me does not what I was seem eating, weird to me, I wouldn't be too psyched on. But yeah. I'm sure it would taste just fine. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I love all of it. Yeah, um, the brains, fucking tongue, all right, stop eyeballs. Right there. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. all of it. I I'll can't do that part. Nothing that gives a cow personality will I eat. Oh, nothing. Not if something's giving a animal personality, I don't want to eat it. I have a funny story. About, that that grosses in, me out. I was in L.A. once. And uh, was with a bunch of friends that I used to party with in Slow, and this friend of mine, Brita, um, was with us. And so we were we were at this club dancing until two when the it closed, mm-hmm. and uh, walk outside, and there's a bunch of food trucks outside, and we're hammered, and nice. I'm so hungry. Thank God. So there's a taco truck. Fucking yes. Man. I walk up, and they have lengua uh-huh. and everything like Lingua's all tongue, the white people. Yeah, white. Yeah. <laughs> Gringos. <laughs> um, so I order like four lengua tacos, mm-hmm. um, street tacos, and uh, oh no, I get my food. And Brita comes over and she's fucking trashed. She's all, "Oh my god, you got food!" and just g- starts grabbing it off my plate and oh. stuffing it in her mouth. <laughs> she's gonna be mad at me if she hears this. Um, <laughs> doesn't ask what it is, and she just starts eating it. She's, like, "Oh my god, this is so good!" and just eating all my food. And I'm like, "Get the hell away from me!" Like I just spent like twenty dollars on four yeah, tacos because it's it's two thirty in the morning. Yeah, and, in L. A. <laughs> and uh, so I got like. Like a couple bites of my food, and she like just scarfed all of this down. And then the next morning, uh, we all wake up, and she's like remembering, like recalling everything. She's like, "You got food, didn't you? Didn't I eat some of your food?" I'm like, "Yeah, you ate almost all of my food. Jesus. Thank you very much." And uh, she's all, "What was it?" And I was like, "Tacos." And she goes, "Oh my god, were they beef or were they were they mm-hmm. were they meat?" Like I'm trying not to eat meat right now, and I'm like, "Yeah, it was it was cow, it was tongue." She goes, what? What? You, you fed me tongue? And I'm like, I didn't feed you tongue. You stole my you fucking, fucking tacos. swiped the thief. tongue. <laughs> Jesus. Then she started like beating me up because she's like, I can't believe you fed that to me. And I'm like, no, you stole it. You're a fucking bandito. See, pe- yeah, people don't, bandita. Bandita. <laughs> um, people don't even realize like what they are capable of eating. Yeah, it, it honestly is. I, I was, the, the, she's like, all, did I like it? I'm like, yeah, you ate almost all of it. She's yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh, man, I, <laughs> that's still gross, but uh, at least I liked it. Gross, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it seems pretty gross, but uh, I follow gross. a lot of like uh, carnivore pages. Yeah, on Facebook, and people have been posting giant cow tongues that they're buying lately. Yeah, and I just can't. The shit's getting expensive. Get over how. Like it used to be cheap in and Mexican like restaurants. Ridiculously, like it, it's a giant. You gotta like cook tongue. it twice. The yeah. way Mexicans cook it, they like cook it twice. Okay, so you skin it, like you skin all yeah. of that outer part mm-hmm. off. So strange. And then I don't know what the process I guess is, after but I've that, heard after you get like the the little like follicles of the tongue off. Then yeah, I, then you, it makes more sense. To yeah, me, you but, cut all that off. <clears throat> um, Jesus. But yeah, I heard they they cook it twice. They have to. It's so fucking weird and thick. It doesn't even look like it just. I think the first time you cook it, it gets like super tough. But okay. then they cook it again, and then it loosens up and gets tender. Strange. It's weird. It's just weird. they do that to like tripe. Like never had tripe. Like stomach, uh, like intestines and stuff. Like is, they, that, is that what tripe is? Yeah. Okay, I, I was thinking. I think tripe they is cook that twice. It does like Trout? the same kind of thing. It toughens up, and then gotcha. it, and then they cook it a second time, and it. 
gets soft. Huh. Okay. And tender. <laughs> it's a strange explaining this. No, it's totally fine because I I need to know. Um, people want to know. I love eating all that shit. Uh, I don't I, tell me what it is. I but always I'll eat it. that's how I feel. Liked eating stuff that grossed other people out. Like because I, I grew up. I'm so going envious. to those parties and eating all yeah. this like super traditional mm-hmm. Mexican food, and uh, you're just like eating all this stuff all that is strange to like Californians. You're such and, you're uh, an all around cooler person than me. <laughs> <laughs> you're manlier and cooler, and you eat better things. I'm, I don't know. I, I really wish we could go skate. Yeah, me too. We can go skate if you have five minutes. Yeah, you want to go skate the park? I haven't. Oh yeah, actually, let's skate the park. I'm dude. down. We can cut this. Cut it. All right. Any any, out. any last words? Um, be excellent to each other. Nice. <laughs> you know what that's referencing? Bill and Ted's. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, can't nice. wait for the sequel, reboot, whatever. Oh yeah, it is. Come do out. it again. All right. Let's do this again. Cool. I'm I down. Love you. Later. Love you more. <laughs> <laughs>